Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 68. Um, I am going to talk about more easy meal ideas, specifically using ground beef. I had this podcast request from one of you. I won't mention names because I never know if people are um, like you know, not wanting to identify with the whole slob thing. So anyway, um, but, uh, I'm going to give you some meal ideas on that. And, um, but I do want to remind you before I do that I have lots of printable checklists over on a slob You can just go to the, um, show notes for this podcast or just go to a slob and find printable checklists in the, um, menu bar at the top of the site. Um, and I have all sorts of different ones and I am personally not someone who has a checklist for everything, but when I need extra focus, that is when a checklist comes in really handy because I tend to get distracted very easily. Um, so having that, um, is very helpful, uh, to keep myself focused and on track. So there are different ones such as how to clean a very messy house and get it ready for guests. Um, there are date, there's my daily checklist as well as one that you can use to, um, do your own, create your own daily checklist. Cause they all look different. Remember? Um, but anyway, those are over there. They are all free. Um, if you have trouble accessing it, just send me an email and let me know, and I will make sure that you can get that. Um, but you can also purchase them in ebook form all together for $4. So, all right. I, um, and just so you know, I am going to be, um, improving those and making them editable. So at that point, they're going to be a lot more expensive, but anyway, um, I am talking about meal ideas, specifically ground beef. So um, I've talked about chicken before and I've talked about freezer cooking and how I do this. So just a little background, my method of freezer cooking is not what most people's methods of freezer cooking is, I don't believe. Um, Or at least, actually a lot of people do it this way, but sometimes I think when you think freezer cooking, you think casseroles, you think full on pre-made meals that you get out, you stick in the oven and you're done. And that is fantastic. There are also a lot of great ideas out there. You can just search. I know that Sidetrack Sarah, um, has many as well as, um, I am that lady.com. So there's, there's quite a few different, um, meal plans out there that, um, are specifically freezer meal plans for the crock pot. And what that means is you assemble the meals in a gallon size Ziploc freezer bag that, um, you know, you put everything together, you have that freezer bag in the freezer 
and you can just take it out and put it in the crock pot. You take it out of the bag. Um, if, uh, put it in the crock pot and just let it cook. And that's a great way to, you know, like make meal, make meals as easy as possible as they can possibly be. Um, on those, just my little personal tip. Um, sometimes it's really hard to get stuff out of the bag like that. So what I will do is just, um, cut the bag open. Cause I mean, I'm not going to use it again anyway. Um, I know some people do. I don't. Um, so we're talking specifically about ground beef. Ground beef, um, is a great way to, um, you know, I think I've shared before when I learned how to cook, I was in Thailand. I didn't, I wasn't able to read what the different things were at the store. So I only got the things that I recognized. So basically it was ground beef. We hope it was beef and, um, chicken. And it was actually chicken tenderloins. I think there was one grocery store in a really, really fancy mall because grocery stores are inside malls. Um, and a really fancy mall that was really far away. And so we almost never went there. Anyway, I remember finding chicken breasts, like whole chicken breasts, um, and thinking that was so fantastic anyway, but generally it was, um, chicken tenderloins was what we, we bought. So that was really what I learned to cook with. So anytime I go outside of ground beef or chicken breast, I feel like I'm, you know, like really, really adventurous at that moment (laughs) anyway. Um, but pre-cooking ground beef is, huge. And you know, it's funny because I started pre-cooking chicken first, I think, but pre-cooking ground beef, I mean, there is almost, I mean, there, there's nothing easier. I mean, a ground beef meal I can make super duper fast, but let me give you, um, just how I do it. So I personally like to cook my ground beef on the stove. There are people who cook it in the crock pot. I have done that before, Um, I don't love it as much. I don't really even know why it seemed like it was, it seemed like it, even when it was done, it just didn't seem as, as dark as I wanted it to be. Like it maybe seemed a little bit pinker than I expected it to be, even though it had been cooking for plenty long, according to whatever it was that I read. So look that up if you do the crock pot, but I know there are a lot of people who do cook their ground beef in crock pot. I know there are people who boil it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, But what I do is, um, I just cook it and I do not cook it in a, well, actually I cook it in whatever I've got. So usually I will get it at Costco. I've had some negative ground beef experiences other places. And so I have kind of just gotten to where I just buy it at Costco, even though it's not a great price. I have a a post on my blog from when I started six years ago and I was saying $1.99 was the, uh, my goal price. And there are rare occasions where you can get beef for that amount, but it's almost impossible now. Um, just in the last six years, even though for probably 50 years before that with my mom, um, you know, I mean, she would always say $1.99 was her buy price. And it seemed like, yes, that worked for forever. But in these last six years, beef is just so much more expensive than it used to be. Um, anyway, so ground beef, uh, what I will do is I will buy as much as I can afford. Generally that is, about two to three, um, 10 pound packages, uh, which is a lot. And so I will get home and I will cook most of it. Now, if I decide that I want to have some for hamburger patties later, what I do 
is, um, and this is not a foodie thing to do because there's people who are saying, oh, you're missing with the texture of the beef. I'm sorry. If you're a foodie, this is probably not the podcast for you. But, um, so what I will do is, uh, put it in a, um, uh, cookie sheet with sides and press it down and just, you know, make it the whole way. And then I will take a, I have a little plastic, um, I think it's a rice scooper from that came with my rice cooker when I got married. So I've had it for a really long time, but it just this thing. So it's not, I don't need a knife or anything like that. And I will just, um, crisscross, I will just, um, how would you say make that anyway, do, um, I'll put a link on the blog. I don't know why I cannot think of how to say this. So yeah, you like, you know, cut it down three times or four times and then, you know, down. So I kind of calculate in my head, I'm going to put three pounds of beef. And so in this 10 pound package, I'll know that I'll have, you know, whatever I'll estimate that I have three pounds of beef on this cookie sheet. I press it down and then I cut it into 12 squares. Okay. So it's like four down and three across and that makes 12 squares. Well, let's all do the math which is hard for me because I don't love math and I try not to think about it. But so if I have 12 and this was three pounds, then each of those little squares are a quarter pound, which is a proper size for a hamburger. Um, if you know, I know different people eat different sizes of hamburgers, but generally speaking, a quarter of a pound is a serving of meat. So that is, um, at least that's what my mom told me. So, um, So, you know, that way it kind of lets me know, and then I can, um, freeze it while it's still in the cookie sheet. And then I pop it out and put it, um, already frozen in these square patties, uh, into a, um, into, okay. I'm like getting all these texts. I'm going to throw my phone to the other side of the room anyway. Um, but so I put it into these, uh, these square frozen patties that are already, you know, frozen. They're not going to stick together. Stick those in a Ziploc gallon bag, put those in the freezer. And I have, I'm able to, if I need a pound of ground beef and I don't have any pre-cooked or whatever it is that I want to do differently, or if I want to do meatballs or something that I don't want to be pre-cooked, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit, I'll just pull out four of those. And I know that I have a pound. So that's kind of a way for me to keep that going. But the vast majority of my ground beef, I go ahead and cook. Um, sometimes I will pre-cook, um, meatballs. Uh, I will do that, um, just season them, get them put together and I will put them on a cookie sheet and I will, uh, bake those in the oven, uh, at three fifty till they're cooked basically. Uh, and then I will, um, you know, let them cool and then put them inside the freezer bag. The main thing that you have to remember when you are pre-cooking meat is you have got to let it cool before you put it in the Ziploc freezer bag or whatever kind of freezer bag you've got or whatever, you know, container you're putting in there, you've got to let it cool because if you don't, and it's still kind of steaming, that condensation is going to make the meat stick together. And it's going to be a whole lot harder to get it out, um, for your meals in the future, you know, unless you want to freeze it in full on meal sized portions, which I don't know. I mean, um, anyway, so I will do that. So just make sure that they're completely cool and then put them in the, um, freezer bag and then put them in the freezer. And then that way they're not going to be stuck together when you go to pull out just however many you need. And that's one of the beauties to me of ground beef specifically. This is, I guess, true for chicken, but you know, with my husband, 
he likes to make sure that he has his protein and he, you know, always has meat with every meal. So if it's a Saturday and everybody's just kind of making their own meal, he will often make himself nachos. And because I have this pre-cooked ground beef, he just kind of breaks off a hunk and puts it on his nachos. And he's got like really nice full meal nachos instead of, um, you know, having to go through the hassle of, you know, either cooking the ground beef or just not having it because it's not there. So he uses that a lot, just in different little, um, things that he puts together for himself to eat. So, um, sometimes I will also go ahead and pre-cook hamburger patties, do the same thing. Uh, the only reason that I don't as often pre-cook meatballs is that, um, the main thing I like to make with meatballs is, um, this kind of like a mushroom soup gravy thing. And it just tastes so much better when it has kind of that, um, you know, when you make it in the pan where the meatballs were cooked. So if you just throw the meatballs in, then it doesn't taste as yummy and all put together. So anyway, I'll link to that recipe as well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to like a better help therapist can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. Um, okay. So I've cooked my ground beef on the stove. I just pull out, um, I usually will do like my big soup pot. I'll cook as much as I can in there and just stir it 
um, every little bit. I'll let it cook and I'll just stir it and stir it. Um, and then I'll use my big skillet, whatever I need on my, um, on my, uh, stove, you know, to get all the meat done at the same time. And usually on this first night, that's when I make those meatballs that we like to have fresh and not having been frozen. Um, so I'll go ahead and do that. And while I'm doing that, I'm just cooking the ground beef and it's really pretty easy. Then what I will do is, um, I will scoop it out of the pot with my pasta, um, pasta scooper thing, you know, because it has a hole in the middle, so it's not going to hold the grease. Um, so I will take that out and I will put it into a colander, which is on top of a plate that has quite a few paper towels between the plate and the colander. And that lets the fat from the ground beef drain because that is the biggest hassle with cooking ground beef is draining the fat. Well, the beauty of doing a whole bunch at one time is that I only have to one time deal with all that fat. Now it's a lot because I'm getting it out of there. Um, you know, it depends. It's more or less depending on how much, um, how much, uh, you know, what the percentage is that you got. But, um, you know, it's only one, it's one big mess, but then in the future, I don't even have to worry about that. Like that's not even part of my cooking process. It's already done and over with. So I take that and I put it in a colander with paper towels, like quite a few, we're talking, you know, a nice little thing that's going to absorb a lot of fat on top of a big plate. And then that will drain. Usually I let it sit out while we are eating our dinner so that it has time to cool. I'll kind of, you know, um, stir around within the colander to kind of release the steam and let it cool down. Once that is cool, then I put it into, um, Ziploc bags. I don't pack the bags super full. I try to keep them a little bit flat, um, and make sure that the beef is already cool. But if they're pretty fat, not fat, flat, sorry. If they are pretty flat, then it's much easier to break off, um, ground beef for future meals. Okay. So that's basically how I do that. And, um, it lets me get a whole lot done at once. Now I have heard the complaint from a lot of people that they do not like pre-cooked ground beef. And I get that. Okay. I totally get that. So I'm going to tell you what it is that I do to keep it from getting that rubbery feeling, because I I think that a lot of rubbery taste, you know, um, my main goal is to never recook it. Okay. So once it's been cooked and it's been put in the freezer, it's frozen. I pull it out. I do not want to recook it. Now, simply putting it in the microwave is going to recook it. Okay. So at the most to thaw it, the only goal I have in thawing ground beef is simply to get it to where I can break it up. Okay. And if I have, if I have, um, you know, put it really flat in that, um, uh, Ziploc bag, then I don't have to, um, you know, I may not have to do that at all. Okay. Cause I could, but if I have to thought, if I need to break it up, I'm going to put it in my microwave for the shortest amount of time possible. Like I will start at 30 seconds or a minute on 10% power. So on my microwave, I put in the time and then I hit power and I hit one and that gives me 10% power. We're talking like one tenth of the regular power. And all that will do is just kind of 
make it just a little bit easier. It's still going to be frozen when I look in there, but I should be able to break off some. So generally when I use the ground beef, um, I'm going to put it in to the recipe frozen. Okay. Um, so for example, if I'm doing spaghetti, which is something that I can truly make in the time it takes to boil noodles, if I have my ground beef pre-cooked. Okay. So what I'll do is I will boil the noodles and then I will put my spaghetti sauce in a pan. Uh, sometimes it's frozen homemade. Sometimes it's out of the jar. I'll put that there and I will not thaw the beef. I will put a hunk of frozen pre-cooked ground beef. It's still completely frozen. I will just put that in the sauce. And as the sauce warms up, then it thaws that and the beef, the only thing I'm doing there is warming up the sauce because the sauce is already cooked. I'm warming up the sauce and I'm warming up the ground beef. That's all I'm doing. So it's kind of getting it out of your head that you're recooking it. You're just warming it up. Anytime I put it in soups, which I'm going to give you some recipes for that. Same thing. I do not thaw the beef. I just stick the hunk of ground beef, however much it is that I need into the soup and it just thaws and warms up within the soup. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. Um, oh, but if you feel the need to, um, you know, if it still is a a concern of yours, you know, maybe your husband says this just doesn't taste the same or whatever, I'm gonna give you a little trick. Okay. It's not the most healthiest thing ever, but I have tried it and oh my goodness, it works anyway. And that is butter. Do a little pat of butter in with it as you kind of then still saute it in the pan, you know, so it's like, let it just, um, you know, break it up, even though it's still frozen, put it in the pan, add a little bit of butter and it will work. Um, it will really kind of still give it that little kind of that little crispiness, you know, that maybe it is that they're, that they're missing in that. Um, okay. All right. So here's a couple specific recipes that we love. Um, two hour crock pot lasagna. Okay. I have a recipe on my site for, um, skillet lasagna, which is one of the things that we do. And basically that is, um, a jar of spaghetti sauce, a, almost a jar full of water broken up, uh, lasagna noodles, um, the pre-cooked ground beef still frozen, just crumbled into it and, um, just let that boil until the lasagna noodles are soft and, um, you know, simmer, not boil, let it simmer, which is, but whatever. Anyway, let it simmer until lasagna noodles, noodles are soft. It helps to have a lid on top of that and the skillet. And, um, And then when it's done, you throw some mozzarella and some Parmesan and it's skillet lasagna. So another version of that is two hour crock pot lasagna, uh, which is perfect for practice nights. Like when we have a, um, you know, gymnastics or something that happens at six o'clock, that's a really awkward time for us, you know, because we generally eat between six and seven. So if we're going to be gone between six and seven, you know, we don't have time for me to get home then cook supper. And then, you know, so this is a great way to do it. So one of the things that I will do is I will, um, do the two hour crock pot lasagna. So, um, a 24 ounce jar of your favorite spaghetti sauce, um, or equivalent amount of homemade spaghetti sauce, an equal amount of water. I swish it around in the jar. So I get all the goodness of the spaghetti sauce out a pound of 
pre-cooked and frozen ground beef. Don't need to thaw it. Eight ounces or so of shredded mozzarella, a couple of shakes of Parmesan cheese, eight ounces or so of lasagna noodles broken into bite-sized pieces. All I do is I dump everything except for the cheese into the crock pot and put it on high for two hours and it's ready at the end of two hours. I mean, I think in the example that I gave, I did like, um, I think I put it on at 525 and we ate it at 715. Um, and then right before you eat it, cause it's going to be hot, just dump in the mozzarella and the Parmesan. It's going to melt right away. Okay. So that's a super easy way to use that. Again, you don't thaw your meat. You just put it in there and you're fine. Um, other things that I do with the ground beef, another, as you can tell, we like any version of, you know, spaghetti sauce and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, easy, easy pizza casserole. This is another one that I will do when we have a practice night. Um, and that is, I put a pound of ground beef that's already cooked and frozen, um, you know, crumbled up. Um, I might need to thaw it just a little bit to be able to do that, but usually I don't even anyway. So crumbled up in the bottom of a casserole, nine by 13 pan. Um, I will pour in the spaghetti sauce. I will go ahead and put cheese in there and then take a, a can of crescent rolls. If you want to home make them from scratch, you go right ahead. Anyway, a can of crescent rolls, uh, lay those over the top. So all you have on the bottom is just cheese, you know, mozzarella, uh, spaghetti sauce and ground beef all mixed together, lay the crescent rolls across the top, sprinkle it with Parmesan. I think the original recipe was an Emil's recipe and I think it called for better on top too, but I didn't find that necessary. So I just sprinkle the, sprinkle the, um, Parmesan on top and, uh, cook that 30 minutes at 350. And so what I will do is I will put that in there cause all the ingredients are cooked. There's nothing raw sitting out. So I have all these cooked ingredients, um, put it in my oven and I will set the oven to come on at, um, you know, 45 minutes before I'm going to be home or 30 minutes before I'm going to be home. And that way, you know, it's cooked and ready by the time I get home. Um, other things to do, uh, you know, pre-cooked ground beef is fantastic for, um, homemade pizza. Okay. It's a great and easy way. Just kind of, it cuts so much time and mess out of making these things really easy that, you know, you have a pizza crust or whatever, or if you have, um, you know, you can do pizzas on top of English muffins or whatever, but if you have this pre-cooked ground beef, it's super easy. Just add that protein to your meal by having that there, you know, pizza rolls, things like that. Um, tater tot casserole, Mexican casserole. One of the ways that I make Mexican casserole is I will do, um, rice and I will pre-cook my rice. Anytime that I have to make rice, I make as much as my rice cooker will hold. We use what we want and then I freeze the rest. I use that in chicken fried rice, which I talked about in another podcast, but then I also, um, will use it in Mexican casserole. So I will take that rice, which the rice I do, um, thought a little bit longer in the freezer, you know, I mean in the freezer, I thought in the freezer. Wow. I'm smart. Okay. I thought in the microwave. Um, so I put it in the microwave, you know, do it on 30% power for three minutes until I can break that up pretty easy. Uh, so I'll take that rice and, um, I'll do ground beef and I will just do this in a cast in a skillet. You know, I'll do the ground beef. I do, um, taco seasoning, 
with a little bit of water, you know, however much the taco seasoning calls for. Do that with the ground beef, with the rice. I put in a can of drained corn, um, and then I will put in um, a can of ranch-style beans, which chili beans is basically the same thing as ranch-style beans because they actually had chili beans over in Thailand, so they must have them everywhere. Um, But ranch-style beans is kind of a, I guess it's a regional thing that we all use here, but it's very similar to chili beans. So, um, you know, mixing all those things together and then sticking it in the oven and top it with cheese and you're great. Okay. Um, I will also use this for beef stroganoff. You know, I found a recipe for beef stroganoff that sounded really good to me when I lived in Thailand. Well, as I said, ground beef was the only kind that we used. So we just started making beef stroganoff with ground beef. So it's out of the Betty Crocker cookbook. Um, it's just the recipe there, but instead of using, um, instead of using, you know, whatever kind of beef it calls for that slice it thin and blah, blah, blah. I just use ground beef. And because I use ground beef, I can use pre-cooked ground beef. Um, let me see. What are some other recipes? Oh, taco soup. This is one of my absolute favorites. Um, let's see. Taco soup. I basically dump in, um, ground beef, a large can of whole tomatoes that I cut by using my kitchen scissors down in the can itself. Okay. So that they're nice and cut into small pieces, um, before I dump them into the pot. I have tried it before with a can of diced tomatoes, but for some reason the diced tomatoes taste a lot more tomato saucy where the whole tomatoes have more just tomato juice in there with them. And so it just works better with the whole tomatoes as opposed to, um, the diced tomatoes. So I'll put that in there. I put, um, two cans of pinto beans or chili beans or ranch style beans or whatever. Um, a can of drained corn. Again, I drain it because otherwise it, it just kind of adds a sweetness that I don't want. Um, a can of Rotel tomatoes, which is another regional thing, but it just means, um, tomatoes and green chilies. Uh, you could do a can of diced tomatoes and a can of green chilies if you needed a small can, um, and ground beef, and then, uh, a package of taco seasoning or the equivalent of whatever homemade taco seasoning you have, plus a package of ranch dressing seasoning. So the dry, mix for ranch dressing. That is the key right there. I know I saw somebody say something about why would you add ranch dressing mix to this? And I'm like, cause it tastes really good. Uh, anyway, but it just kind of has a neat flavor in that. And then I, we serve that. Um, it's a very hearty meal. It's very, very filling. Um, and, uh, we'll, you know, if you want to be, if you want to make it like totally wonderful, you, uh, sprinkle grated cheddar on top before you eat it like on your individual portion and, um, either eat like Fritos in it or, um, like, a uh, tortilla chips. Yeah. Sorry. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so other things that you can do. Um, you know, just, I, I think sometimes... Well, okay, so having these things in my freezer, when I have the pre-cooked chicken and I have the pre-cooked ground beef, no matter what is going on, I truly can have a meal cooked with homemade ingredients, because I'm the one who cooked this stuff, with homemade ingredients in less time than it would take for me to get in my car and run and get fast food. And that is such a great way to keep myself on track as far as doing what I need to be doing, cooking for our family so that we're eating healthier than we would be eating if we're eating fast food and so that we can eat around the table together, even when life gets crazy. Um, but I'm going to have links to these on the site. Um, and again, I appreciate so much the podcast ideas and I will be doing a lot of them, um, in future episodes. So thank you so much. Go to a slob slash podcasts with an S to find this podcast. Uh, this is podcast number 68. And, um, I would love to hear from you and hear your ideas of what you make with ground beef that you've either tried with pre-cooked ground beef or that you think might work. Cause basically anything that has ground beef in it, anything that says, um, you know, brown the ground beef with onion. And I, I go ahead and put onions and garlic in it as I do that when I originally cook it because I have onions and garlic and everything. But, you know, anything that says cook the ground beef, drain the fat, blah, blah, blah. You get to skip that whole step in that recipe. And it makes the recipe, all recipes that use that go so much faster. Okay. Thanks for joining me. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.